Hey, what is going on, everyone? It's me, Mr. Mario, and welcome back to another episode of Mario's Minute. For those who do not know, this is the second podcast I do here. My main podcast, Mod Chat, is a podcast I do at least monthly, audio and visual, where it's a little more structured, it's edited, it's where I come on, I talk about news, developments, topics, things that I find interesting in the world of modding. But when it comes to Mario's Minute, this is here, a second podcast I do, where I come on at least, well, really just once a month at this point. Sometimes I have a guest on, sometimes I don't. I like to alternate between month to month. For the most part, I've done pretty well about that. I know there's been a few times I've flubbed here and there, but either way, it's a lot more laid back. There's going to be less editing overall. There's less stuff going on, and it's more just I come on here and I talk about whatever the hell I want to. It could be related to gaming. It could just be other life stuff that's going on. Uh, so if you want to check out more of Mario's Minute, you can check it out in a couple form factors. First of all, it is available in a video visual form in a few places. It's of course available on the Mr. Mario 2011 YouTube channel. And there are a couple new channels now over at Odyssey and Rumble. So if you're wanting to check it out on some alternative platforms, you can go over there, look up Mr. Mario 2011 find the channel and you should be able to find the channel as well as mario's minute and all that other fun stuff and since this is a podcast you can listen to it in a audio only form like an actual podcast simply look up mario's minute in your favorite podcasting app host or platform or provider and you should hopefully be able to find it i know it's not available on all of them but it's available on most of them now, I did say that typically I try to switch off every other month with having a guest and going solo, and this month here, I did end up getting a guest, and if you are in the modding community, especially uh, just on wikis, reddits, forums, any of those other places, this might be a familiar, I guess not face, but a familiar name that you're seeing here. So to my guest, as I always ask to anyone, who the hell are you? Hey, I'm Durf. I run consolemods.org, uh, the Retro Gaming Network on Reddit, and most recently, I'm the new co-owner of the PlayStation Dev Wikis. Well, thank you for coming on, Durf. It's much appreciated. Hey, glad to be here. Been yeah. a long-time fan, so it's oh, awesome well, thank to you. hop on. So. Yeah, because we, we've known each other for... I don't, I don't know how we initially got acquainted, but I know we've known each other for a while. Yeah, I mean... I looked back on your YouTube. It looked like the first video of yours that I had watched was like 10 years ago now. So, oh I my mean, God. Okay. Yeah. Like it was like your early 360 videos. So, oh, yeah. So um, I've known of you for a while, but probably not since 2016 that like I started to get known with the Reddit wikis and all that. So, okay. And then probably around there was when we made contact and all, because I'd seen your name around and stuff, and I know uh, you you knew your stuff, you were a familiar face, I think we just like followed each other on Twitter, started talking that way or something. Oh yeah, yeah, I mean we've we've definitely uh, asked each other for, for things back and forth, or you know, just, just favors or whatever and DMs on Reddit, so, or Discord, Absolutely. so. Absolutely, yeah, we, we figured things out, yeah, so I guess, uh, yeah, you know... How's everything been going with all the wiki stuff? You said, I mean, you you've handled the reddits with like all the retro modding and stuff, and now you're handling several wikis now. <laughs> like, yeah. How is all that going? It, it's I'm not gonna lie, a little overwhelming, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I I started off with uh, running three wikis on Reddit and uh, moderating a ungodly amount of uh, console based subreddits, and uh, yeah, I. Finally decided I had enough of a uh, Reddit and the their their antics of uh you know the the admins there kind of changing things up so I 
went with councilmods.org and and moved everything there and then uh recently was approached by uh by troy um uh duffy boy uh, if, if anybody knows him from the uh, playstation scenes uh and he basically said hey you look like a, a guy could who could run these dev wikis um i'm out so here you go and uh it was basically like gaining eight more wikis <laughs> <laughs> just overnight basically so um so yeah me and crunch bite have been uh been running them and it's it's been a blast i definitely couldn't have done it without him um but uh but yeah um, we're definitely polishing things up changing things uh hopefully for the better um for everyone involved both readers and uh people who edit the wikis so um yeah it's going great for sure that's awesome yeah because i i knew you um and i know this this development has been pretty new with like the more recent playstation wikis uh i do know i mean i i still browse you know the the reddit wikis and all they're still just like uh, not just the wikis there, but I guess like the subreddits and all that. They're just, you know, super entertaining and everything to go to. Uh, but console mods is absolutely invaluable as well too. just having that information there. And it's, it, it's a great site so far. Yeah. That's kind of ideally any good positive information generated on, you know, Reddit or, you know, I run a few discords. Um, the goal is to, you know, get any good information that's kind of funneled to, console mods or if it's you know developer focused the um the dev wikis that's so. that's fair yeah because that's i mean you might be able to attest this then but that's the problem i've seen where you said you've you manage a, a few discord servers and such and i guess that's something that i really don't like not just about like console modding but just with it seems like everything technical in general uh you know first we you know we had i'm sure i'm like the 800th person at least who's ranted about this but you know we had all these forms all over the place and there was some actual like technical know-how like getting to them and finding which forms would be good and figuring out you know who does what and like how to ask and where to ask things and all that fun stuff and then it started kind of to get conglomerated into reddit and i think that's kind of now spreading back out it's going into wikis which is fantastic but i've always just disagreed with dumping everything into the discord servers because there's a lot of stuff that like none of none of it gets cached, none of it gets archived properly. Like when you're yeah. looking up something online, no matter what search function you're using, no matter which search engine you're going to use, if there's some really valuable information in a few Discord servers, none of that gets shown on your search results. Right. And I mean, even as far back as forums, like that was the same case. Like, you know, you, you post something, somebody just like some moderator comes along saying, no, just search for it. Like the, the info's out there, closing thread, and then you go search for it, you can't find it kind of thing. So I think it's um, it seems to be kind of like the circle of life. And that's like everything's kind of just ending up back up on wikis or... Um, like GitHub wikis too, I've seen kind of crop up a lot more recently. So Yeah, I've been seeing that because there's also, um, I mean, you can have your own like GitHub sites now as well to where I see a lot of people yeah. doing that with like GitHub IO. So that's really mm -hmm. cool to see overall. Yeah, I, I'd love to see it that it's, that it's actually, people are realizing, hey, Discord's not permanent <laughs> kind mm -hmm. of thing. It's, yep. Yeah, it's, um, what was the issue I was running into? Like, most recently, there was, like, you know, some mods and stuff that I was trying to, uh, you know, mess around with, install and all that. And it was just so frustrating because I think one of them, 
I'm one of those people, I, I don't want to join a whole bunch of Discord servers. So I know one of them, it was pretty much, hey, in order to get the download link, in order to uh, figure this out, you have to join this Discord server. And I'm like, oh. man, I'm not, I don't want to join a damn Discord server. Uh, yeah. So apparently, like several people had uploaded videos and they just put the link to it. And I said, cool, I could just download the file, figure it out, we're done. Uh, actually ran into several issues installing it. So I ended up finding, you know, a workaround and everything because like one person referenced something and then I gave that a shot and I said, cool, this is great. All of that, of course, none of it is archived properly. Even me talking about it vaguely on this podcast is not going to get archived properly. Yeah. Uh, but then there was another mod that I was messing around with where it was the same thing. It said, hey, um, was looking for the download link, could not find the download link. Final thing was, okay, go to the Discord server. So I said, damn it, fine, I'll join. I joined. You go to the download section. It has a link to their website with the downloads. You click it. The website is not up and running. <laughs> and and the person running it said, hey, uh, we're going to be changing up some things on the website. Uh, don't worry about it. It should be ready by tomorrow. That was like three weeks ago. Ugh. And I'm just yeah. there like, damn it, I, like, I want to do this now is the problem and i think i i think i sat on it for like a day and then when i had you know some more brain functionality going i went back to it the next day went into the discord server of course someone drops like a media fire link to all the files that you need to download i'm like (laughs) cool i'll go in there and this this link it's not anywhere public facing it's not on any wiki it's not any video it's it's not on i mean i didn't search on twitter but it's not there either i think it would have been because twitter gets archived and all that as well too um mm. but then for i had now. to go uh, w- w- for, yeah for now, for now. yeah <laughs> you're oh my god that's a whole other thing yeah but yeah. um no so then i was looking this up end up finding the media fire links click them was able to download it install it after that boom awesome but i'm like i i just hate this thing so much of going into servers i don't i I'm kind of an introvert by nature. I don't want to be joining a whole bunch of places where it's like, I'm not even going to contribute in these areas. I think I'm already in too many servers as it is right now. There's a lot I need to back out of, but I joined some just in case of a thing, but I just hate how that, how, how everything's going there. Yeah. You're basically just like kicking down the door and like demanding a download link when you join. So yeah, <laughs> you're kind of lucky if like, it's even a valid discord link. Cause a lot of people post like ones that last for a week or something. And then that's true as well too. That's something I didn't even think of, but yeah, I ran yeah. into that where there'd be people who they'd put up a link to one of these servers. And then there's a bunch of comments saying, yeah, the invites, um, the, the, the invites expired. I can't join. <laughs> God, yeah, it's. I mean, if it's not on archive.org or like on a wiki type website, then it's it's not safe. I think. Um, mm-hmm. Like even even old forums, like we've had so many sites go down. Like uh, for instance, in the scene, PS3 hacks um, or um, like assembler games or something. Like we've had a lot of sites yeah, die man. that just had a, a shit ton of information, downloads, all that, and it's just gone overnight basically and hope hope archive.org captured you know some of it but oftentimes it doesn't Mm -hmm. well even then the problem is it's like you go into archive.org and you download let's say um the entire uh, assembler games repository cool we get what was backed up on there first of all not everything was scraped not everything was backed up then it's like you're downloading this giant zip file you're extracting it and then you're going through all these local web pages essentially and it is it is a broken experience trying to navigate that all locally. 
Yeah, and like good luck searching for something if you don't know mm-hmm. exactly where whatever you're trying to find is, then it's yeah, it's exactly. It's yeah i'm I'm not even like trying to poo-poo that effort by any means like hey you oh know, no like yeah when, when, yeah i know when uh that and i i also know you know that the team executor form as well too like there was just so much information on those that was absolutely invaluable so it's cool that it's you know scraped and hopefully available and hopefully archived but then actually accessing it that's where the issues come into play. And I know there's been, um, and I don't know if you were a part of this hundred percent, but I know like Xbox scene, for example, there was like multiple, like two or three, like web rip sources essentially that were mm-hmm. kind of put together and put up in public facing, which is cool. Um, there's still even some things broken with that, but it's much, much yeah. better than going through your own um, local download. Cause I've tried to do that before as well too. Uh, and that was, I know that was a huge task to get that up and running. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I wasn't involved with that, but I knew a couple of the people who were doing that and just kind of watched from the side as they were like kind of piecing together the site. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's better than nothing better than not having, you know, the website, uh, like searchable or browsable, but it's still, yeah, it's, it's a pain in the ass. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, a lot of the, I had made like a couple of history pages on, on console mods for the Xbox and 360. And, I love um, browsing those history pages, by the way. Yeah, those <laughs> I, were all I've read just, through them several times. Those were all just uh, like being lucky or I guess fortunate that someone went through and archived every single news page on uh, Xbox scene. So mm-hmm. was able to go back through those and see, like I literally went week by week and wrote down all the events, like anything, you know, kind of noteworthy or, um, you know, something that wasn't just like, uh, you know, this app updated to version 1.2 or something, but like any, any like releases and stuff I, I went through. And I mean, if somebody didn't go through and archive all that, I think it would have been lost because I'm pretty sure uh, all, all of the Xbox scene, like the forms being restored, I think it was just the forms. I don't, I don't know that they actually did the front page as well. If that's anybody a- had a a rip That's of it, a so. good point. Yeah, I don't know if the I guess because see, even for me, and I forgot about that because when I think of Xbox scene, I think of the forums. I completely forgot it had a front page. I forgot that there was like <laughs> a, a public facing version of it, so to speak, that it wasn't yeah. just the forums. Yeah, that's and I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are in the same boat, but it's yeah, that's it was all done retrospectively, like looking back at the news posts. And I mean, without that, we wouldn't have had, you know, any any kind of sense of history or timeline besides just like comparing dates on forum posts just absolutely is rough and i think the sad thing is too even the forums aren't going to be safe with that because you'll have um issues like for example i know uh team executor also i'm thinking of another one even though i didn't browse this one that much i can't think i think i browsed it years and years ago but like max console i know that was another big wealth mm. of information even though it was more on the underground side because I, I think they just openly yeah. allowed piracy there and all that but those two sites uh got taken down because of well obvious reasons got seized <laughs> and all that because the whole team executor indictment lawsuit and everything but then you have situations like assembler games where the owner just says hey i'm done and doesn't yeah. even i mean i was there at the end didn't even shut down the site right like it yeah, was I mean, it, it, it was like going up and down like for i don't know months and months like because it was like 
I guess hosting wasn't paid some months. Uh, some months, like there's just drama with the staff and everything, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that was a that was a shit show I, for sure. I I think I think someone else can uh probably like give like more detail on it because I was I was a user on Assembler and then I just stopped using it after a bit when it was when it was starting to really go downhill like that near the end where the owner was just like never present at all. Uh, I know yeah. with that, yeah, the site ended up going up and down a few times. Uh, when you're talking about the whole like the whole staff thing going on, uh, I remember, yeah, it got to the point where it was pretty much just the owner was so hands off, nobody could get a hold of him, wasn't doing anything. Uh, I think essentially the staff came on and just said like, "Hey, we need communication, and uh, until further notice, we're not doing our jobs. Like, mm. we're not moderating, we're not approving, we're not deleting stuff, we're not doing our jobs." Um, and it was just a situation overall of like how do i say i'm trying to be respectful here as well too but like he came on he tried to listen to everyone and then he kind of gave i've been using this term so many damn times and i'm sorry for anybody who is not familiar with this character or maybe it's better but it's like he he pretty much did the dark side fill thing where he was like okay you know i'm willing to listen to feedback and then staff started giving him valid feedback and he pretty much said yeah i'm not doing all of that i'm right and you're wrong like y'all are staff y'all need to do your jobs like that's impossible i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna make these changes like i'm the owner of this website i know what's best i think it's ridiculous that you're recommending these things and um i think i think by the end uh he pretty much said because he made some final posts and it was essentially uh yeah, I I don't like doing the site anymore. I don't enjoy coming on here. And I understand that. And, you know, he said, I don't enjoy coming on here. I don't like to. Uh, it seems like every, nobody likes me anymore. Uh, and this site is just causing me. I have to pay for it. And it's causing me more issues than it's worth. So um, this is it. Uh, it. It like hosting expires this date. I'm not renewing it. And then it didn't even shut down properly because it was like it was supposed to be down by a certain date. And I'm thinking realistically now I'm thinking maybe it was just the host end up giving a grace period or something. But it was still mm. online for weeks after it was supposed to shut down. So that's why people were just like a similar can't even die properly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, it really bothers me that he didn't just like hand it off to someone trusted Man. or someone who could run it. Because I mean, like. Man. basically after it went down obscure gamers came up they like basically picked up the ashes and tried to you know get, get the community to go over there but i mean they had their issues and now they're i don't even know if they're up anymore because they they also like said we're gonna shut down in a few weeks like a lot of different times so yep so from what i'm seeing so i actually because i i talked with a friend about this here yeah i know obscure end up having it's uh oh actually Wow. All right. So I'm looking at this now. Uh, oh, no, no, no. That was later. Okay. So at the end of last year, that was it. Um, it ended up going into read-only mode. So uh, yeah. the site is still up and you can at least go onto the site and access it and it mostly works. Uh, but yeah, it's it's disappointing that it's just like when it comes to archiving and preservation like that, there's no... I can't think of like a good form like that anymore. Like uh, obscure was the, the next best thing that kind of picked up a lot of the assembler slack. And then uh, I know there was some drama and some instability there as well too, unfortunately. Um, yeah. And I mean that respectfully, I think they could even admit that there's drama going on. Cause like I was, I, I like I knew the owner there. I was cool with him. Um, he did good stuff, but I just also know there was a lot of like deals that were falling through a lot of drama with things. And I get it. Like running yeah. that's important, but 
Um, you, to your point, that's right. That was that was one thing that kind of gave me grief with Assembler. It was, it wasn't even that no one was taking up the mantle. I remember at the time you had a lot because Assembler himself, he was pretty well respected within the scene mm-hmm. for archiving and digital preservation and all that. He had a lot of you know loyal people who that's why you know if he had to do a fundraiser to rescue some things to save the site, whatever it was, people paid um, yeah. until that goodwill was established. Well, it was was extinguished, excuse me. Uh, but when it came down to it all, I remember there, there were many there were many people, like many people, good people, trusted people who were saying, uh, let us know what we need to do. Like, we're mm-hmm. willing to take the side off your hands. Well, you know, do you want us to buy it from you? Do you want to just change, like, give us the keys to it? Like, what do you want to do? And no, and instead, he pretty much just like literally just went down with the ship with that. He said, Hey, I'm, I'm signing out. This is when the hosting expires. I'm done. Yeah. I guess it's kind of one of those, I brought you into the world and I'm taking you out kind of thing. Like just, I think that's how it is too, because it's, uh, I mean, it was quite literally the, the, the guy's, uh, username on there was assembler and, you know, assembler games. So I guess it was kind of, I feel like it was a probably a pride. I'm not trying to excuse it, but I feel like it was a pride or ego thing of like, well, I'm a assembler. Why would I hand this off to someone else? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know that it's been completely like replaced. Like I can't think of like, mm-hmm. you know, console modding or electronics modding form that has the same vibe kind of thing. Like I guess the yeah. shmups form attracted a lot of like the CRT folks. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, I guess maybe just communities kind of branched off and had their own sites and wikis and, and forms and stuff. But yeah, I, it's a shame. I, I miss assembler. That was such a great wealth of info. I do. I think that was the last form I actually really got into. Um, well, no, there's that. I, I hang out at PSX place a lot. I do more lurking mm. though. So like lo- absolutely love that site. But um, yeah. no, I think aside from PSX place, like modern day, the last thing I really got into was assembler and just like met some good people there. And I think the other thing is too, man, it was around for so long that it was just, it was an established name. Like yeah. people knew of it, even though a lot of people got it wrong. I heard many people say Xbox assemblers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they maybe combined like Xbox scene and assembler games, but I know like the Metal Jesus video where he was uh showing that orange original Xbox, like they quite literally said multiple times, he said, Oh yeah, I went to the Xbox assembler site. <laughs> oh, that's that's interesting. I, I don't know that I heard that one before, but that's that's funny. I did hear it a few times and I I just hate that there's this uh, ironic approach to it, too, of it was all about preservation and preserving games and the history of it. And it all just quite literally went up in smoke. Yeah, that's (laughs) that is pretty ironic. That's that's awful. That's a tragedy. But it seems like a lot of the preservation focus I see more on uh, like Twitter than anything. And now with Twitter being in the state that it is and or like kind of looming on the edge, that's a. Especially with the, you know, them announcing like they're going to axe old, um, yeah, old accounts. That's it I was going to, I was going to talk with you about that when you brought up Twitter. Yeah, that's like it's quite literally a thing now. What is it like? I think if it's an account, and everyone check your accounts, but like if it is an account that I believe has not been used in two years at all, then they just suspend it. That's it. Wait, it's it's two years. I I hadn't heard of 
like a threshold. I I just assumed it would be like you know five or ten years type thing since no. I mean, Twitter's been around and, for a while. And not geez. even not even the archival thing of it, but like when it comes to what was it? Um, I I think it's also a lot of these sites are realizing how expensive things are because we've seen uh, media fire now. They're saying, hey, um, any uploads that aren't tied to your account, and if you don't t- log into your account every three or four months, everything's gone. Uh, imager they just said mm-hmm. any old images that you've uploaded that are not tied to an account are gone uh twitter as well too although that's just an absolute shit show but they said the same thing with uh any accounts that haven't been let's just if it's not two years let's just say for x amount of time uh anything that hasn't been logged into at that point uh the account is suspended straight up uh i mean even like i hate facebook but facebook has a memorial system which i respect i think that's great Uh, some and it's optional um i do know some i've known of some people who when they pass away their accounts are taken over by trusted family and the family just chooses not to put them in memoriam um but with Twitter, I've seen countless posts the last week. Right, right now, we're recording this right after they did it. But I've seen countless posts the last week where um, people are just kind of gutted because it's like, oh, my best friend or my sister or my brother uh, passed away, and this is their account, and it just got suspended. <laughs> yeah, or like I, I think I saw one. They said like they, you know, whoever it was, family member passed away, but they like sent dms to that account as like a way to grieve kind of thing or like you know process and that's they obviously can't do that now so it's like yeah yeah it's that's that's a huge hit and uh imgur as well that's yeah like you mentioned that's that's rough i had to go through and scrape we had like i think it was around 600 images on just the dev wikis Mm -hmm. that were linked to that were imgur and like most of those weren't tied to any accounts. Like people just do drive-by uploads kind of thing. So yeah. I had to scrape all those and like upload them directly. But it's like, I mean, I, I had the foresight to do that. I don't know if like, you know, a lot of other websites out there do. Mm-hmm. And they're probably, we're just going to see a ton of dead links everywhere. It's going to be like mega upload all over again. Oh, yep. Yep. There is, uh, the, the sad thing is with mega upload, there is still, I think... I could definitely tell you there's definitely mods I've looked for where like I just can't find them because mm-hmm. they are they were all on mega upload and they're gone. I think there was one like just su- such a stupid thing, but it was like one of the very few ISO mods for Call of Duty 4 on the 360. You could do mm-hmm. uh, custom camos on your guns. And I think a few years ago, for some reason, I got remotivated. I looked into it and I found it. I found the damn <laughs> zip file. And it's uh, it's for Call of Duty 4 and World at War. And again, it's the stupidest thing. It's just, it's, 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 you patch on the ISO, you change the camos on your gun. That's all it does. But that stupid thing, I was just interested in it because I have such an interest in ISO mods themselves. And mm-hmm. I couldn't find it anywhere for the longest time because everything was on mega upload. Yeah, and I don't know if you're the same way, but when I I can't find something like that, it just makes me want it more, and then I'm oh, like yeah. looking harder and harder, and like, <laughs> yeah, that's I didn't I didn't know uh, Call of Duty Four had ISO mods. I know World of War had it for like zombies War- and everything. But... Yep, yep. World of War did the zombies thing quite a bit. Um, it it was I, I that was the main th- that was the biggest thing that you could mod. Uh, but no, like that was how obscure this was as well. Um. Mm-hmm. 
Man, we're gonna have to archive that so it's easier to find. But anyways, um, yeah, I mean, throw it on archive.org. I mean, that goes for anybody. If you find, if you have to struggle to find something and you eventually find it, throw it on archive.org. Because I mean, who's gonna complain? Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> it can only it, help somebody. So yeah, no, that's that's entirely fair on there. Um, I'm trying, you know, I'm I'm even trying to find it right now because I here we go. I end up finding it. Uh, you know, even just like before I forget, I'm literally gonna send it to you right now. So it's like <laughs> someone else has it, but yeah, it's these uh those little things. It's yeah, I I think well, I guess I found it back in 2014. Is looking at this now, um, but either way, what was the thing I was running into with it? Yeah, like that was. Again, it, it's the most stupid thing. It's useless. It is just, it's gun camos. You could customize some of the camos and they don't even really look all that cool. And that's it. And it's just to yourself. It doesn't mess with anything like server side. It doesn't mess with anything on other clients. So no one else can even see it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that was like pretty much for Xbox 360. Like to my knowledge, the only like ISO mod that you could do for Call of Duty 4. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that, I'm not surprised because I hadn't heard of any other ones, and I, I did a lot of that on five. So that's. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh well, well, you could go crazy with the zombies on there. I'm, I'm even mm-hmm. looking at it for anyone interested. There is these are the camos that you could do on Call of Duty Four. You could do a rainbow AK-47, a rainbow AK-47U, and a rainbow M40A3. <laughs> there you go. Those are like the three mods I know that you could do on the ISO itself on Call of Duty Four. <laughs> man man that that takes me back though those old mods i mean i was that was probably the first kind of modding i was into was uh iso and the uh just like usb mods like Mm -hmm. 360 that was like you could do so easily and like oh it was good times yep yep there was uh the the usb mods i didn't really do all that much because i was like you know i'm not trying to get like banned and all of that but it was uh definitely when i got a flash dvd drive uh on my system then i started looking to like the world of mods with iso directly and it's like it's quite literally because you remember how it is like it has to be the exact same file size like to the byte because you are injecting it right in there uh mm-hmm. so some games had some pretty cool stuff probably like um i know modern warfare 2 no yeah modern warfare 2 had some iso stuff that you could do but it was more for spec ops uh mm-hmm call of duty world of war was definitely like the most proficient one there were some other games where you could do um you know just like no clip and some other things like that uh but yeah, those halo, were halo was fun to mess with halo is mainly what i messed with and you could like you know add objects um or like replace objects in your map with with stuff you shouldn't have like giant invisible grab lifts and stuff or uh <laughs> uh there's a armor color there's just like very white they called it ultra white that you could it was the only color you could mod to and like you would okay. just be whiter armor than everybody else and like you could actually see it in the lobby like the behind your name um on halo 3 it was just like very bright white like you couldn't even read the text on your name <laughs> and uh or on uh reach it was like invisible so your background uh like behind your name was just see-through it was pretty sweet interesting could, was was that an actual was that a usb mod or was that iso yeah. no it was a usb it was a that makes sense yeah your profile i think it was just like a yep. flag in there for what armor color you have so you just change that value but um it was funny because you could also do your um basically clan tag or service tag whatever they called it uh, above your yeah. head uh you could 
change it to i mean it's a limit of four characters or three characters uh but you could change it to the bungee logo (laughs) so it would have the bungee logo above your head and i got banned for that one (laughs) i am not surprised because those it's funny because like people even thought i remember like a lot of the profile mod, like modding opened up quite a bit on the retail side of the 360 when they enabled a uh, USB drive support mm-hmm. on there. Um, do you remember people doing like the crazy hair colors and crazy skin colors to their avatar and all that? Oh yeah. Yeah. They I, did not take lightly to that for some reason like that well, specifically. <laughs> well, I remember there were people who were trying to say, well, Hey, I just want to like change my color, but like slightly. So like, for example, you know, the ultra white, like I just want to change it slightly. If I like change it just slightly to a different color value, would I get banned? And people are like, no, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how it looks. It's a unnatural value that you can't yeah. trigger on the system itself. Itself. it's it's really easy to check for these value changes and sweeps it's really easy yeah that's it was funny seeing people get banned for that i feel like that was the only one they actually banned for uh like system wide because i know you could mod your gamer score and it would uh it would just reset you to zero and like put the cheater on your name or whatever yeah and and any games that you had played on your profile prior to being branded a cheater you could never get gamer score in them again yeah Yep. But uh, yeah, the that one I <laughs> that one it wasn't the ultra white color on Reach that I got banned for is just putting Bungie and like I had heard a rumor like a week before they actually banned everybody that they were gonna start banning for it. So like I warned people on forums and they they're like I don't believe you. I'm gonna do it anyways. And then like some people held off. And, you know the, they did a ban wave and a few people thanked me afterwards. I'm like <laughs> I saved somebody, not myself, but. <laughs> That's great. I remember, um, I, I guess just back, see, I, it feels like the both of us, we kind of come from like a little bit of that old school mentality then when it's like, I'm of the belief and I still carry it to this day. Like whenever, no matter what the mod is, even if it's like some of the older, like the PS3 or the, um, or like the Vita, like I'll acknowledge they're really not banning for things on the Vita. I mm. think you'd, you'd have to really go out of your way to get banned on the Vita at this point. <laughs> Cause like, they've just never really done it, but I tell everyone, they're just like, can I go online with this? My answer is always, there's always a ban risk because that's yeah. true. Like that's, I, and that's always how it's been. And I guess when the, the old school mentality and let me know if like you agree with this, but I always told people, I said, if you care about not getting banned online, don't go online, like yeah. have two systems. If the PS three is near and dear to you, you have one system that you keep offline and you do all your mods on. And if you're going to take it online, you're going to acknowledge that risk. Um, but then you have another system. You keep completely stock clean. That one you go online with. Yeah. And some people kind of worked around that too with the whole, you know how like there's people would post public SIDs for uh, for PS3 online. Oh, like yeah. basically, you know, the file you can swap out, basically unban yourself. Yeah. Um, um people would do that like they would just save their own and then swap in those public sids and play till they get banned basically which is Mm. awful for everybody else but i mean i guess smart on their part for you know taking (laughs) taking a precaution to save their own system but oh yeah but yeah i I never i think modding's great unless you actually are affecting other people's you know gameplay negatively online Mm -hmm. like yeah and and then even when it comes to it i like 
taking because there's been a few times I've taken mods online and even the times I've done it I've kept it private like I've done like private session with friends yeah. um, not doing anything super crazy and we understand no risks involved and all that so uh, I was never I was never the person who went into like never did this i never went into like call of duty like publicly and started lobbies and was doing all that was like messing with other players and using my mods and all that stuff uh for mm. a while i didn't play call of duty online because of that uh just because i didn't want my rank reset when there was just yeah i just never liked the malicious stuff where it's like for anyone who doesn't know it was like the call of duty games you could uh you could make it so because there's these challenge lobbies, of course, where literally you kill someone, you get so much XP that you can hit prestige. But people started doing the negative um, XP lobbies where it was literally you jump into one and you either kill someone or you get killed. And it, send, it gives you like negative five million XP. So, of course, you freak out, you back out of the game and that registers to your account and it sets you to a negative one. And the problem is with the way those Call of Duty games were set up the only way you could play any public games was if you were at least level one. So then for a while, like I know now these days you have to either mod yourself or you have to find someone who has a modded system who will then essentially cheat your rank to get you to play again, which is ridiculous. I don't know if you heard about this for a while. Activision actually had a reset service on their site. I think it was for oh. Call of Duty four. Oh, you, you haven't heard about this? No, I didn't know that. So it was quite literally for years, and I'm disappointed that they disabled this, but for several years, and it was kind of hidden because they didn't want everyone taking advantage of it, but it was, they, they didn't, they didn't issue a patch to fix up these issues, but what they did was on their site, you could go there and they essentially said, Hey, if you were a victim of being deranked, um, if you have like Call of Duty 4, World at War, I think maybe Modern Warfare 2, um, it was the older Call of Duties, those ones for sure. They said, hey, sign in here to your account. You're going to have to agree to like 50 different things because we want you to understand what you're doing. But if you follow these steps on your account, we will completely reset your account and send you back to a level one. That's cool. I never heard of that. I I mean, I, I was definitely there when they were doing the de-rankings and everything, like when all that was going on. But I had no idea they had a reset service. That's really cool of them. Yeah, yeah, it was. Well, I guess that was when Activision was a little bit better than they are now. But um, I don't remember. I, I want to say by maybe 2016, 2017, they disabled that maybe 2018. Mm. But it was there for several years out of you know necessity, because also I understand they also don't want they don't want people modding on their game to begin with. But then if someone mm -hmm. gets impacted negatively by modding, they don't want them to mod their game to fix yeah. it. So I was like, why did y'all disable this? Like now you're you're now there's only one option to fix your account. You have to get your account modded. Yeah. But I I do miss those days from all of the uh the fun mods though, like infections, like lobbies being spread into matchmaking, like <laughs> it was like every week it was something different. You log on and suddenly there's no friction on the like when you're running. So you're mm -hmm. just like sliding everywhere or like you just move at like five times the normal speed, like when you sprint or just that was so fun. It was just like every every week was just a new hack that eventually got patched. And then I don't know if you ever played the uh, that I don't know if it was a hidden game type or one added, but a uh, global thermonuclear war. I did not know. What is that? It was uh, Modern Warfare 2. They it was a modded game type. So like, you know, you could do like a, a private match or I think you could spread it into matchmaking. 
but um, it would drop a care package in the middle of the map with a nuke in it. And, <laughs> and uh, it takes like a minute of holding X to actually get it like out of the care package. So the whole game is you're fighting the other team to try and capture the nuke and then it ends the game. And it was that like, sounds it was, so fun. Yeah, it was awesome. It was amazing. I don't know if it was a cut game type or what, because it was like really well done. But uh, yeah, it, it was uh, Modern Warfare 2. They that was like modded in, and it was like mind blowing to me at the time that like you can add online capabilities like that, like a whole new game type. Like what? <laughs> That's awesome. That's when yeah. everybody wanted a JTAG. Yes, exactly. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I got one like very soon after that. Uh, my, That's awesome. My friend, my friend had got one. I like tagged along with him for all the all the goofy shenanigans. I was I was kind of uh, honestly, I was about kind of out of gaming at that point. There was just like a it was a couple of years. I was really just not really into gaming. I was cognizant of it, but I wasn't really playing that much. Like, I'll tell you, man, I I stopped playing Modern Warfare 2 so early on. I stopped playing before it got modded. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that... that was like like I I stopped playing like three weeks in. If you remember those first like the first month that came out, it was fine. There was not mm-hmm. really much glitching. There was no mods, like nothing. It was clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that didn't last very long. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's when but... I tell people they're just like, wait, so you stopped playing like immediately? I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I played Modern Warfare 2 for a good amount. That was probably the Call of Duty I played the most. And and yeah, those those infection lobbies or, you know, just all the modding going on and matchmaking, as long as they weren't being a dick and just like flying around killing you instantly, then it was, it yeah. was pretty fun. I, yeah, it seems like a lot of people liked it for the most part um, and then until it started getting malicious. But I think it was, I, I had a talk with someone about this like a year or two ago, like, modern warfare 2 changed a whole lot of gaming just because like it really like it pushed it into the mainstream to the point where quite literally everyone was doing it everyone was playing it everyone was Mm -hmm. playing this game uh even that one i love the commercial there's y'all can look it up modern warfare 2 everybody's doing it it is a hilarious commercial you know what i'm talking about (laughs) do do you know what i'm talking about yeah okay like I, i I have that thing memorized, I swear, but uh, it's hilarious. Like, please, if y'all have not seen, if you're listening, you need to just pause and watch that real quick. Just take a minute to watch that. But uh, that was literally how it was. Not with all the sexual innuendos, but it was literally everyone was new about this game. Everyone played it. And with the amount of coverage it was getting, I remember at that time I was like, okay, this is big. This is like bigger than any other thing I've seen. Cause like, I like, there's several big games I remember releasing, like Warcraft 3, that was big, but it was big for gamers. Like Halo 2, Halo 3, Call of Duty 4, all big releases, but they were big for gamers, but it was like Marvel 2 just popped that ceiling. Yeah, I wonder if that was like the first like massive uh, cross-plat game, because I mean, Halos were on Xbox only, mm-hmm. and I mean, sort of PC for Halo 2, but um, but yeah, I mean, the Modern Warfare 2 was... I guess Modern Warfare One as well, but we're uh, you know cross-plat plus PC and, and just well, everybody they were, was playing it, no matter what team you're on, kind of thing. No, no, they they were multi-platform, but they weren't cross-platform. Like you couldn't play. Sorry, it yeah, multi-plat, not cross-plat. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It was definitely a big thing, and it was like I've had this discussion with a few people before, like several times, and I I love talking about it. But it's uh, it was a it was a few years later. That's when like 
gaming and nerdism and all that became like a lot more acceptable but like mm-hmm. i've told people i said like at least in my eyes in my opinion and i'm not sure if you agree or disagree but like for me i saw the tide shift when modern warfare 2 dropped yeah yeah there's i think uh my my uh, you know touchstone is on that is if if your mom knows what the game's called like like knows yep. what call of duty is or grand theft auto like that's the game that everybody's mom knew is grand theft auto steer your kids away from it kind they, of thing if yeah. it's that mainstream that it, that game's made it you know mm-hmm. <laughs> i think though the nice thing was even though they're both m-rated games a lot of people like a lot of parents were terrified of grand theft auto because like oh god it's gonna be such a bad influence on my kids but mm-hmm. Modern Warfare 2 was different because it's like oh it's just a war game you're just shooting people that's fine yeah 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 grandpa you know who fought in the war he'd love that game right (laughs) i guess that that, was the logic of it you're right that is like kind of weird that that was kind of it's looked looked upon better i guess that's kind of like you know violence and movies too is kind of like the same thing like Mm -hmm. nobody cares if people are getting shot in movies but yeah well that was oh that was the big thing too i think that was the, the big controversial thing at the time was um for that game was the no Russian mission where because yeah. there was all this hype around it. And when you boot up the game, they give you all these warnings and stuff. And so <laughs> unfortunately, so disappointing that game does not have online co-op like through the campaign. But at the time, what one of my best friends and I did was we, we just pretty much bootlegged it. We would get on, get onto a private chat and we would play through the campaign, the same levels at the same time. So it was mm-hmm. really cool. Cause it was like, we were both just like, we both got to play the game at once, but it was like, we were kind of in the same room in that regard. So it was the most 2009 thing possible, but oh, I remember it was. And honestly <laughs> it like, it's given me goosebumps thinking about, but I remember just like the first time you ever play through no Russian. Cause we we're like, okay, this is going to be bad, but it's like, we start playing through it and our jaws just dropped. And we're like, what is this? This is insane. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was amazing. How big of a deal that was the whole no mm-hmm. Russian yeah scandal if you call it that i don't know yeah yeah because controversy because it was not um it wasn't in a grand theft auto game like grand theft auto like was provocative to be provocative but this was call of duty and that was them pushing the envelope really for the first time yeah yeah that's true (laughs) yeah and then after that like all the other call of duty games have something like that and it's like yeah it's fine (laughs) yep and then it's just normal the bar was raised and then it's just normal from now on and then exactly you get you get doom with like ultra violence you know stomping people's heads and all that nobody blinks an eye (laughs) yeah i i feel like though with some games like that it's like the context involved and just how over the top stuff is like with like i said with call of duty like you have this game where you are doing dual shotguns and it's like okay that's just so real unrealistic that's silly yeah that's fine my eight-year-old can play it or like doom it's like okay this is just like so over the top yeah sure anyone can play it uh you could even argue that that is okay because like you as a player are killing and mashing demons and demons are not good demons are bad so technically you're doing a good thing so you're teaching your kids something right i i spoke with a mom before who she was like kind of careful about what content and games she let her kid play and she quite literally said that she lets her kid play minecraft because even though it is a bit violent you are doing something good and you're killing zombies and zombies are evil so therefore (laughs) killing zombies is a good action 
As long as you're fighting the devil, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, I mean, this is go wait. Hey, this is beyond the Bible games on Nintendo. All right, we got to find some other logic here. I mean, I guess like even even back in the day, like as long as you know blood was green, like Nintendo was okay with it. You could just call them aliens, or like you know make it gray and just call them robots, kind of thing. Like yeah, uh, the first Mortal Kombat, how it had sweat. <laughs> Yeah, sweat. yeah, sounds like the sweatiest game possible. You beat sweat out of people. Yep, exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't spend too much time on the original Mortal Kombat, but I can't even remember if like I don't know if the port on Super Nintendo was just bad or if it was just people were so upset over the blood being removed. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I never really was into fighters as a kid, so I never, I never had That's played fair. it back then. Only just in like arcades for like a tiny bit. I got you. But, they're, I mean, yeah. they're good. They're tricky. They're good. But um, and that was before my time. Unfortunately, I had to like go back and you know retrace my steps and all that with going yeah. through the the retro stuff there. But I know uh, I've heard stories at least where like there was one person who said. Uh, they were calling around game shops trying to figure out like what to do with the the original Mortal Kombat on Genesis because it was at least behind a cheat. And he quite literally mm-hmm. said him and his friend, they were young, they were playing it. And when they figured out the abracadabra cheat, they were up all night playing that game. <laughs> like blood was very important back then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if your games weren't violent, that's lame. What's the point? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because you have to have because that, that was also when like video games like the kitty thing. So you got to have something. Hey, we got to have something a little mature here. Like some blood is fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you still go back? Uh, like you play a lot of retro games. Like I know you're into like uh, Saturn, but I don't know if you really go much farther back than that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I'm, I'm trying to think of like the last retro thing I was playing. I think it was Zombies Ate My Neighbors. So that oh, was nice. the uh, yeah. Because um, for me, I guess. Although, like, I guess my retro sweet spot, in all honesty, well, I guess we're coming up on it now, dude. I've just been saying, like, GameCube, uh, Xbox, PS2, those are retro. Like, 360, PS3, Wii, those are going to be retro very soon. No, don't say that. I I know. Hey, hey, man. Xbox 360 is going to be 20 years old in two years. I just thought about that today, and it kills me. I know. I know. Two and a half. Two and a half. But yeah, it's getting... To to me, I'm of the opinion 20 years is about the sweet spot. That's when it becomes retro, because that's when people are getting a little more nostalgic. But uh, no, I think for me, really, my sweet spot is about that generation. So like the Saturn, it's it's fun to like go back and mess around with. Like I didn't even know about the system like most other people. Um, Mm -hmm. Although my retro Fendi definitely sits with PS1. Like that little like gunmetal rectangle just makes me so happy. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah I think, what uh, about you? Where's Where's your I guess retro niche? Uh, I mean, I kind of just get into everything. It seems like every new uh, game generation that comes out, I go one further back. <laughs> so, okay, that's um, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, like recently picked up like an Intellivision and uh, an Odyssey two, which like I mean I'm sure a lot of people listening don't even know what those systems are because I didn't know what they were until more recently. So it's. <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean, I I would say my like the the favorite generation, I guess, would be like uh, the Super Nintendo Genesis. Um, either of those, I I never had any uh, systems like growing up. I was always on PC. Um, sure. So like 
the first system I actually bought was the Xbox 360. So like up until that point, I was always playing at, you know, family or friends houses. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I just, I love going back and like deep diving into old games. I mean, I was playing uh, Mega Man two on the NES yesterday. So that's um, awesome. But I, yeah, I mean, I've yeah. always got stupid projects for uh, old consoles in, in the works. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, getting them. I I love seeing how much you can shine. Just like pull out of them when you modify them and like do run them through the upscalers and do RGB and like that's what I love when I'm like, oh, this was hiding in this little box this whole time. Yeah, exactly. It's just the limitations at the time, like what TVs people had. Just yeah. yeah. Also, the problem is North America. Like North America missed the mark. All right. Like what what was this composite shit like that we dealt with? Like why did we stay there? I mean, I don't know which I'd rather have because, I mean, it was either you have RGB or you have 60 frames per second or 60 hertz, you know, like, because otherwise back in the day you had 50 hertz and all your games were slower and shittier. They just look better. But here's the thing, man. Then the systems over here, like in like the US and the North American territories, they had RGB capabilities and they ran at 60 hertz. So it was possible. We could have done it. Yeah. We could have done RGB at 60 hertz. And I don't know why the powers that be chose not to do it. I blame the TV manufacturers. They're, I guess so. They're slacking. Yeah. I mean, in all honesty, hooking up yellow, white, and red to the matching components was so easy that even like little child me knew what to do while my parents were reading the instruction manual. There's a true story behind that right there. But like this, the SCART plug, I mean, it wears down. It's ugly, but oh my God, it looks so beautiful. Yeah, one one connector to rule them all. Because I mean, you could yeah. run composite RGB and I mean, they never used it back then, but component uh YPBPR, you can run it all over one cable yeah. and that's what i do for my setup actually is abuse <laughs> that so oh god yeah there's there's only so far you can push that but you are able to do that yeah yeah it's it's fun that's that's what i do like every console i get i deep dive into what can i do for the audio video and uh like like loading games off a flash cart or something just so if you know mm-hmm. the um, if it's a s- stupid expensive game that I'm never going to buy and I just want to like give it a try or like, you know, if disc systems, they wear out, they're all going to die eventually. And it's, I don't want to be heartbroken. I've got to, got to find an alternate way to load stuff. So that's, no, that's, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. That's what I'm into. So it's kind of maximizing every console I get. So that's awesome. I I mean, I personally love how accessible the, uh, I mean, accessing those nice untapped features are now. Or like every older system now seems to have a flash card of some kind, but also even mm-hmm. just accessing that nice crisp RGB out on there is super nice. And we have, because um, we've got upscalers, we've have other adapters as well too. And you can either go with like, you know, crappier ones, which I don't really recommend, or like, you know, all the stuff that like Mike Chi over from RetroTink does fantastic stuff right there yeah i i'm definitely going to get the uh, retro tink 4k whenever that comes out because like the things he posts on twitter are mind-blowing like mm-hmm. <laughs> i want it so I, bad I, I just have an ossc right now and it's it's great for what it does but i mean just things that mike chi posts is just like oh mm-hmm. i'm amazing it's not that I'm never going to get it, but I think I'll kind of probably do the skip because so I never got an OSSC. I went with the Framemeister 
And then I never got any of the older RetroTink stuff, but I got the 5X, which I honestly still need to use more. Like, (laughs) I just, like, I I need to just drop that into my setup and everything. Um, But for the 4K thing, looks awesome. But I'm like, I know it's definitely going to be a more, like, prosumer variant. It's going to cost a lot more. And I'm like, you know, honestly, I... I think I'm okay with the 5X. Like, I think I'll be okay with it. Yeah, it's probably going to be expensive as hell because, I mean, what, the 5X was 300 bucks? So it's... Yes, yeah, it's and he is... definitely going to be more said, than that. Yeah, and you, and you get your $300 worth out of the yeah. 5X, but, like, he has straight up said, like, oh, no, 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 the, the, the 4K, like, this is not going to be, like, a cheaper, like, budget device. Like, I am going, like balls to the wall with this thing and unfortunately there's not an affordable way to do that <laughs> yeah so so what are you playing on now like do you do you play with crts at all or are you on uh, like oled no uh oh, neither actually i have a samsung qled that i hmm. primarily play on uh just because it was you know pretty affordable for it it was like it was one of those things so now i hate that like tvs you buy like this two thousand dollar tv and it has two hdmi ports and that's it <laughs> yes. um so actually when I like bought my TV, it was like $300 less than the current year model because I got the last year's model and then I looked at Artings and it had more inputs and actually ranked better for what I was looking for huh. versus the current year. So I was like, wait, so I'm going to pay $300 less for a better TV. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> no, so I play on that. I, I get the appeal. I understand the CRT thing. I... How do I say? I refuse to buy one though, because yeah. I I don't want to break my back, and I'm also kind of of the point. I'm like, you know, even if it doesn't look a hundred percent, I don't mind doing some scan lines. That's fine. I rarely play with scan lines. I will. One of the few times I actually needed scan lines was when I played through the Fear Effect games on PS One. I was emulating them, mm-hmm. and have you ever played through those or no. played them at all? Mm-mm. Um, they're really cool. They are um like tank control style games, very interesting games, a lot shorter than you would expect, but um the the asp not the aspect, the aesthetic of the game, it's very like cyberpunk-esque, um kind of similar to Blade Runner, but the thing is all of the backgrounds of the game as opposed to being digitized photos, they're digitized videos that play on loop. Ooh. It's a really cool thing. The downsides are the game takes up four discs because those FMVs that are playing in the background as your character is running around take up so much storage. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, too, when you play it on an emulator or you just play it like on a nice LCD or, you know, like an OLED or a QLED or whatever you're rocking. Uh, if you're not playing on a on a CRT is what I'm saying. It looks awful. It's sludgy. Yeah. It's gross. So when you put a, a good scanline filter on, it looks much, much nicer um Mm -hmm. yeah i know my girlfriend has said i've told her about this and she said oh don't worry you don't need to buy a crt like my family has a few and like yeah there's like this one that you can have and i saw the crt that i would like eventually get and i'm like oh this is like a good size and it's like i think it's like a samsung and it has like all the inputs that are needed and like i'm just like this is a good one okay cool so i guess i have one on like future order you can say but (laughs) i I refuse to i refuse to rehome one i refuse to buy one like i'm not trying to do it man like what about you (laughs) I mean, I, I love CRTs. I'm definitely into them. Like even the far end, I have a BVM and PVM. So wow, um, yeah, I got lucky with those. Um, 
I mean, I did buy those, but I would, I'm on the same boat as you. I wouldn't buy a, a consumer TV unless it was like 20 bucks or something. But, um, but yeah, no, I, there's definitely reasons that I could see for not owning a CRT. I dragged a, my buddy gave me a 36 inch CRT. Uh, oh FB, God. FV310 for anybody, any CRT fans <laughs> out here. They, they know what that means if they're into CRTs. Basically it's like Sony's top model. Um, and uh but my friend just happened to have one and he's like hey i I don't want this here you go and uh but yeah i I brought that down my basement stairs and almost died so (laughs) like yeah the thing's like freaking 320 pounds or something or jesus was it 320 or 250 something like that but oh i'm looking um, at it this thing is gorgeous though like that is a banger of a tv it's awesome i love it but um but yeah i mean i me and my friend put it on like a bunch of moving blankets and like slowly slid it down the stairs. We tried carrying it and like almost <laughs> tripped and died. And I mean, I don't think I'm, I'd be able to get it out of the basement. So it's either, it's mm-hmm. either I'm going to have to live here forever or when I move out, some other moving company is going to have to move that. But, uh, but like that's, I definitely understand people don't have the space or, uh, you know, heft to uh lift that especially if they live like upstairs like i, I would have never been able to go upstairs with it but dude i'll i'll tell you this man i i know people who've been like that before uh there was one let's see there's one person it wasn't even the crts it was you know you remember those like big chonker dlps yeah yeah um it was like nobody I knew bought them or like wanted them. Uh, not saying that they're bad by any means, but like, let's see, one of my best friends, uh, his family got one. It was a banger of a TV until the bulb was going out and they replaced it. And then it was a banger again. Uh, they put it in their living room and then they put it in the basement and they left it there. Like when they moved, they left the TV there. Uh, I think I have another friend. That's how they got their DLP uh another person of mine like another friend uh her dad told me they were in an apartment and he said that him and two or three other guys moved it down one flight of stairs that was it it was actually Mm -hmm. even like half a flight of stairs he said it pretty much owned them two of the people were bleeding and (laughs) he has said it's an apartment so he can't just leave it there but he said Mm -hmm. he will never move that tv again he needs to pay someone to do that Uh, but a lot of people don't want to do that. Um, my family actually, so we didn't have a 36, but we we had a 30 inch CRT, uh, which that thing was just like, oh, that was awesome back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, then you know it gets outdated. Uh, we we put it in our living room. When we end up moving houses, we left it in that living room, and the, <laughs> the 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 new owners because they were coming from a small apartment, they didn't have anything. We actually left like a lot of stuff back, and we okayed it with them. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Leave, leave whatever you want to, like anything, <laughs> leave it there. Like we need to get a head start on this. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's how a lot of that happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I know a lot of people do that, or. Uh, my dad, when he moved houses, uh, he had a, a, a 36 inch Sony. That's, that's what I grew up on. And, uh, he just threw a tarp over it and hit it with an ax and just broke the screen. Oh. Like, and I mean, those things, like they implode oh. cause it's a vacuum sealed tube, but yeah, yeah he just freaking like, he just said it was like the loudest bang ever. And then he just like <laughs> threw out the shards of glass and, you know carried it no. carried the rest up the stairs i'm like oh it's so painful now thinking about it now that i'm in CR- into crts because i know it's like a decent one but i know some people are listening but... to this crying right now <laughs> yeah. um i 
I saw someone. It was an online friend of me. He, uh, what did he do? He sent me a video where they had a few TVs, like a few old CRTs that they were just trying to get rid of, and they did the same thing. There was one CRT. The thing that blew my mind is they took a sledgehammer to it. The sledgehammer bounced off the screen. <laughs> it it took it took two hits. They literally hit it once with a sledgehammer. It bounced. And like yep. they were dumbfounded and then they hit it a second time and then it broke. <laughs> the memes just write themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like drop an LCD TV and it'll break, like drop it an inch. But you know, take dude, a sledgehammer I, to a CRT. It's good. When I when I was younger, I accidentally dropped uh the CRT we had face down onto the floor. Uh, you know, parents were not happy, but we got it back up on there. Nothing was wrong with it. Worked just <laughs> fine. Yeah, those things were great. You could dust them. You could spray Windex on them to clean them. They just shine yeah. like CRTs were just indestructible. That's what yeah. I value with them. They're the Nokia phones of TVs. They really were. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah like if you, you had to be careful for the like literally you had to be careful for the floor. What was underneath it when it when it fell? Yeah. It's funny because like more and more nowadays, you can only find the big CRTs because like all the smaller ones, people can literally pick them up and throw them out. And that's what they did. Oh. So it's just the ones that like can't be moved as easily that you seem to find like like 30, 32 inches and above or 30 inches and above. So, mm-hmm. At least near I me, mean, that's that's all I see. I mean, I've seen some really nice CRTs. I've had one person uh, get annoyed with me uh, because where they were... They were they were not happy because I told them I saw like a Sony Trinitron and I just left it there. But I'm like, well, like I'm not trying to I'm not trying to bring a CRT. Like I don't want a CRT like that. Like I'm and especially when I was I was in an apartment at the time. But I know some people though they'll, they'll power through it. So <laughs> yeah, uh, they'll stack up TVs that aren't meant to be stacked up like to the yeah. ceiling. It's like <laughs> terrifying. Dude, I'm gonna I, I'll give a shout out to a friend and Discord server moderator, uh, Boom Hour. So I know recently, I think it was like the last few years. Uh, at one point in college, he had gotten uh, a he got a CRT. And the thing is, like, I can appreciate people are now like rediscovering, like, like they're going back and they're seeing like the lost art. So he was like, I think it's not even. It is only RF and composite. It's not even component. So he was like look, hooking up his 360 to it. And it was a big thing too. It was like maybe like a 30 inch or something. But he mm-hmm. like hooked up his 360. He's like freaking out about taking all these pictures of it, like checking out the black levels. And I'm like, that's cool. But the only thing I disagree with was he was saying that uh, what was going on? There was, I think he was playing some 360 games on there. And he was saying, it actually doesn't even look that bad. And I'm like, no, I disagree because I was... <laughs> I was there. I was a type of person, dude. I didn't have an HD TV to hook mm-hmm. up my poor 360 to until like 2010, right? Mm-hmm. I was the person who I was hooking up my Xbox 360 through the composite cables, not component, through composite. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, uh, no, it was awful. Like I would go, I'd go to someone's place. I'd be playing a game in HD. I'd come home, pop it in, like play it in composite on my CRT. I'm like, this is awful man <laughs> i hate this yeah that's i mean it's also definitely a big difference between if you're playing a 3d game or 2d game like sure 2d games more often than not look better on crts but 3d games a lot of times look pretty bad like yeah, especially if it's that... newer consoles i mean obviously if you can can't push you know 1080p to, to your crt then it's not gonna look as good probably yeah 
So. Yeah, well, it was, and, and it was, a, and yeah, this was running 480i right there. So, of course, I was playing the latest games. Like, dude, I'm playing all the new Gears of War games, all the Halo games, all of that. But, like, I adapted. I was playing on, like, small TVs, medium-sized TVs. It was fine. But, uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, it, it was not a fun setup. Because, like, at first, like, okay, cool. I understand we're not going to get it. But, like, after a few years, it was like, well, I mean, everyone else is running in HD. And also, like, not only the consoles were designed for HD, but the games were designed for HD as well, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't use all, like, the, the tricks of old CRTs, like, to blend colors and everything. or Exactly. Uh, you know, make make circles out of square things, I guess. Uh, like, yep. you know, blending pixels and all that. So, that's yeah, it's definitely just a change with the times. But I feel like... I feel like it's also been a big change for me going from LCD to OLED. This year is the first year that I bought a OLED 4K TV with HDR, none of which that I had experienced before. Like I I was on this old like, you know, 1080p LCD from 2010, like up till this year. Mm -hmm. And it was just a night and day difference. Like it as big as jumping from, uh, you know, like CRT to, to more like uh, LCD screen for for you know mm-hmm. HD games and stuff and it, like I know we uh, played through recently with my wife uh, The Last of Us one and two and uh, mm-hmm. we played the first one on the LCD TV and then the second one like half of it on the new TV and it was just insane the difference like especially just being able to see stuff in the dark <laughs> like, yep. I think that going back or looking back i think that's the worst part of any lcd is that like black levels like a lot of times there's just a certain threshold where your tv just decides to like turn off that area of the tv if it's too dark and uh, my tv was really bad with that so i think that's kind of been it's been cool seeing that like leap in technology like firsthand jumping that's awesome this year so yeah my my next tv will definitely be you know have all the bells and whistles and stuff but i'm just like yeah i'm i'm okay right now but it's great because i've had uh like other family members where because i had like you know, i pretty much i went from a 55 inch to a 55 inch i just upgraded the tv um because mm-hmm. i was going like bigger for a bit and then i wanted something better and uh it was funny because for a while my family they were just like yeah i don't i don't see the difference here with this tv but like recently they're like how does your tv look so good like, how does it look so good? Like, why Why is it our TVs don't look this good? And I'm like, well, you see, this is why I had to pay a lot more for this one here. And I, you know, I got it years ago, but it was like I had to pay more for it because of all these extra features. And you're literally seeing the difference right now. So yeah. now there's people that are seeing that. It's like when um, I remember I had a friend I was trying to convince them to play on uh, like PC and how it was better. And hmm. I was using the game Skyrim. And so she was playing a bunch of it on 360 and I sat her down on my desktop and she's like, well, like it looks the same and like it plays the same. And like, yeah, it loads like a little bit faster. And it's like, well, I don't, okay. I don't like the keyboard and mouse. Here's a controller. Well, I mean, it's, it's like, it's the same game. Like it's not that big of a difference. And after like 10 minutes that I'm just like, okay, just get out of the game. Like I'm not convincing you <laughs> a few days later. She's talking to me. She's just like, God damn it. You know, I went home and the next day I decided to play Skyrim and i realized how bad it is like like the game takes two minutes to load on my 360 why did it take 10 seconds on yours and it looks so much worse than i remember yeah especially just the frame rate difference i feel like you don't notice going to a higher frame rate but going back to the old frame rate is rough Mm -hmm. like uh Mm -hmm. like i mean i 
I'm a huge Halo fan, so I've played Halo 3, like, you know, forever. And then whenever MCC came out, you know, it's 60 frames per second, Halo 3, um, jumping to that, uh, didn't really notice too much of a difference. And then later going back to 360, it's like, how did I play like this? This is a slideshow, <laughs> that's, 30 frames that, per second. <laughs> but that's all we had. That was the only option. Yeah. You had Halo 3, 360, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the difference, I could never put a term to it. It's frame rate, but like at the time, because I wasn't as educated on it, um, I remember because I, I played a lot of Call of Duty 4, and I liked uh, when I went back to, it actually helped me. When I was playing Call of Duty, I played so much of it that when I went back to Halo 3 sometimes, because the game was slower, I was able, I felt like I had a lot more time to think about what i was doing and it made the game easier for me both in huh. terms of like the gameplay and also like the frame rate the frame rate was in half so huh. so yeah. maybe it's just like your your eyes are working half as hard so your brains work can work harder it's just taking up system resources in your mind exactly yep <laughs> yep yeah now now when you make like another jump to frame rate like i uh because my uh my monitors on my desktop here they're 144 hertz and like I don't even really game because I'm not a big, a big PC gamer. I've just come to realize that I respect it, but I just don't play on PC that much. But when you do like high frame rate on that, like, man, like Excel has never looked so fluid. Like just, <laughs> just like there's, there's times you'll just be like taking your mon, like not your monitors, but you'll just be like taking like your desktop window or like your whatever screen you have running up like your your browser or something and just like wiggle it around the screen it's like oh my god it's so smooth spreadsheets have never been so buttery oh my god yeah dude it's great like well the best thing is because i i have identical monitors here so one time i had a friend over and he was wanting to get a monitor for his laptop so he could hook it up and all that stuff and so he's asked me all these things like, well, how do I hook it up? Well, what do I do this? Okay, well, what what resolution is this? Well, can this work? Well, what about the frame rate difference? And I was like, okay, perfect. This is what we can do. So I had one monitor set to 144. I set the other one to 60. And hmm. I just moved a window between the two and it was instant. He's just like, oh God, what's wrong <laughs> with the other monitor? I'm like, that's 60 hertz. <laughs> like that's, there's and there's nothing wrong with it. But when you compare it to 144, like it, it, it looks disgusting. Yeah, yeah, that's it's definitely it's something you don't really understand until you actually see some sort of comparison. I feel like yep. you know what the uh, UFO test is for frame rate. Mm, no, or wait, wait, is it is it the one where you like go to a website and it just shows like these UFOs like flying through or something yeah. at like different frame yeah. rates? Yeah, okay. Yeah, seeing that for the first time made it click for me. Like see, mm -hmm. the difference between like one forty four and, and like the lower frame rates, I was like. Oh, okay. So if that was instead of a UFO, it's someone running past in Call of Duty. That makes sense. That's better to be higher frame rate. <laughs> yep. And and not and and I'm not even like the type of snob where because there there's people they'll argue and say like the human eye cannot physically see higher than sixty hertz. And I'm like, okay, like here's the thing. Like that could be true. Uh, do I think it's gonna be accurate? Like, am I going to be counting every single frame? No. But I can tell a difference between 30 and 60 easily. I yeah. can see a difference. Maybe I'm not going to be super trained. Like I could maybe be fooled to be like, oh, that was actually 75 instead of 144. Um, mm -hmm. But I can clearly see a difference between 60 and 144. And even if I don't see it, like if it doesn't make a huge difference to me visually, you can feel the difference. Yeah. And I I very distinctly remember people talking and uh 
like back in the day, that same exact thing, but for 720p to 1080p. It's like, oh no, yeah, no. saying like the the human eye can only see 720p. It's like no, it's you can see the difference, and even the difference more going to 4k now. So it's yep, yep. Like oh god. So the thing I hate about it is even though because I'm not upscaling it or anything, you know, I just plug in like my 360, for example, directly, you know, into my TV, and it's a mm-hmm. 4k display. But you know, then it you know upscales the TV's upscaling, it's taking the 1080p signal, it's upscaling it. Man, that was a mistake because when I was looking at it, I'm like, why is the UI so pixelated? <laughs> yeah, that's that's so weird that like manufacturers make the the upscalers so shitty in TVs, like that to the point where stuff like that, like even though nothing's wrong with the system you're plugging in, it's it's just being displayed worse because they chose yep. to use like a crappy upscaling technology in it. So yep. Yep, I I run into the same thing with my Switch as well, too. I plug that thing in, I look at it on the TV, and I'm like, I cannot look at... Like, when you see, like, in the like the top left corner, your icon and, you know, how many friends are online, if you're plugging that in on, like, a four... Like, if, if you're directly in front of my display, it's like, I can quite literally count the pixels right here. <laughs> yeah. Like, why does this look gross? Yeah, and that's that's definitely, like, the a big thing with, uh, uh, like, just upscalers nowadays like the external like the the tink 5x and everything um just those old consoles plugging it into a 1080p or 4k tv is just like horrific (laughs) to Mm -hmm. see like how how it blows it up and upscales it in like a terrible way if you don't have an external upscaler so that's my brother was definitely in that boat like he he had an old um nes and he's like it just looks awful on my new new uh systems and yeah, because you're using it. It wasn't meant for for this technology. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, it's uh well, even so, because yeah, I mean, well, you're talking about just like taking like just raw like composite signal to you know a nice 4K TV, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, composite yeah. was just 480i in yeah. most cases. Yeah, and it's even it's not supposed to work on that technology with the way it is, but it's a. Uh, because yeah just those built-in upscalers are just they are not good when it comes to that um i i've had to and and i don't think they ever really looked good just because of like the screen technology and how that works because even on like older lcd tvs and such um i remember like when i gave my ps1 to my brothers one of the things i told them i said hey guys when you hook this up it's not gonna look good like (laughs) and there's nothing we can do about it like it's just it's not gonna look good man i'm telling Mm. you guys yeah, it's it's amazing at least with like all the retro gaming communities us all being nerds like if if there's a problem like that there'll be a solution eventually for it somebody will make so that's that's awesome seeing like mike chi or like the team behind the ossc fix that absolutely. issue just because they want to game in better quality and we all benefit from it so absolutely yeah and even if you don't want to uh hook up your old systems and spend a bunch of money on cables and upscalers and all that like emulation is another option as well too mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and there's still like advancements coming out with that i mean aside from just being more accurate or whatever you have like the mr project now or <sighs> certain yeah, little love- features like black frame I insertion love my mister i still need to do a review on this damn thing and i'm so sorry shout out to uh who the like uh pork chop express uh mister mm-hmm. add-ons um but man because i like a while ago he had sent over a unit to me and i need oh. to do the review on it uh 
it's a really easy thing to review. I just, the hardest thing is going to be capturing a bunch of gameplay and all that. And it's like, it is the gift that keeps on giving. And there is hardly anything bad I have to say about it. And I will say, cause I don't want to make, you know, drop the review in here, mind you. But mm-hmm. I will say, I hate the thing that people say, oh, well, you know, it's not, it's not as easy to set up as like, you know, a retro pie system. And to that, I'm like, that is absolute bullshit. If you can <laughs> set up and you can navigate a retro pie setup, you can easily do the same thing on a mister. It just not, it won't look as pretty because you don't have cover flow. That's the only difference. <laughs> yeah. And I, for what I've heard, I don't have a mister, but just seeing it from the outside, like pork chop expresses posts and stuff, it's like gotten so much easier over time too. And more polished. Like it kind of went from being like a, you had to be like kind of an advanced user, like, you know, hobbyist to kind of figure out and navigate and everything to now you just like hit an update button and does everything for you. Yeah. Recently, I ran into an issue where I'd gone so long without using it that I had to do an OS update. And the problem mm. is you couldn't just automatically do it. It was such a monumental update. They said, no, you have to actually like go in and like do a manual update essentially. Uh, oh. But the best thing was, you quite literally it is like the same as the og xbox community or i guess even now like the steam deck community any issue you look up you look it up into google as long as you type it somewhat properly you can find resolutions on it yeah yeah Yeah. that's that's awesome that's that's cool that it's a a really positive community Mm -hmm. dude i I absolutely love it so yeah mr can recommend Yeah, I want to get one eventually, mostly just for the uh, systems that I know I'll never buy kind of thing. Like, that's fair. I mean, I have I have a good 20 something consoles, I think, but I'm, I'm not going to buy like, you know, consoles that were only sold in Japan. And like, you know, there's only like 20,000 made or something. Or You're like telling me a... you don't want a Casio Loopy? <sighs> I mean, <laughs> is that the one that does the VHS or no, I'm thinking no. Super Cassette Vision. <laughs> I see. I don't even know about that one. No, Loopy yeah. is the one where it is. What did Adam Korlick said? He said it is a game system that the primary purpose is to print out stickers. Oh, lovely. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot of like kind of so kind of sort of edutainment software, and you print out stickers, and that, that's pretty much out it. I don't know if they'll uh, emulate that on the Mister. It sounds like a lot of uh, extra hardware you might need. But here's the thing, I, I think it can be done. <laughs> now I'm not. I'm not saying we need it. I'm not saying it has to happen. I'm not like say, but, but like, I feel like there is such a passion behind the Mister community and what people do because it's a lot of we're doing this because we can. I wouldn't be surprised if in the next few years we see a Casio loopy core built out for it. And we see functionality (laughs) to a printer that would not surprise me. That would be, that'd be interesting. That that's a very, very niche uh, little use case there, but I could definitely see someone just, uh, you know, dedicating months of their lives to make it happen. Dude, where there's a will, there's either a core and or hardware for it. (laughs) Words to live by. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! It was the Action Max. That's what I was thinking of, which is uh, uses VHS tapes for games. That but, sounds horrible. Yeah, I, I don't even want to know. It has a light gun though, so. <laughs> okay. All right. But uh, but yeah, there's. I mean, there's so much expensive hardware out there too. Like the um, the Sharp computers, like they're you know only released in Japan, and they're like thousands of dollars for one, or like FM Towns mm-hmm. console. Yeah. Like, 
there's just so many that I'm, I'm never gonna buy i don't have the space or desire to do it for like you know the 10 games that it has on the platform or something but it just it's it's sick that you could just like load it up on a mister and play on tv like i mean mm-hmm. i know you could probably emulate a lot of those obscure things on a pc but i'm i'm a couch gamer <laughs> yeah even like the same here man um even the uh even the common stuff like even just playing like game boy advance or super nintendo or something uh it's so fun to do it on the mister like i uh when i got mine all set up uh i kind of let my brothers test drive it and for days they were having so much fun on it and like i'd gotten the controllers synced up and they were just like yelling and screaming at each other playing through like <laughs> one of the mario games i don't know which one and i'm just like oh yeah this this is really getting its rounds right now. <laughs> and I'm sure that's, that's also a case like, like playing uh, the NES, for instance, like you have to do a, a NES RGB mod. Oh, like God. if you want RGB on actual console, yeah. which is like, you know, a hundred bucks and is like a pretty hardcore mod. Cause you have to like desolder the, the uh, basically the graphics chip and do all this. I mean, I, I screwed one up myself and had to I'm have so a, sorry to hear yeah i had to have a red herring fix that one which uh <laughs> you know, thank you for that and, <laughs> and and i here's the thing i massively respect that that's awesome that's an awesome project however i'm one of those people um i have a couple um i have a couple nintendo systems i have cartridges of those games but i don't really want to play the nintendo in composite uh yeah. i don't want to do a rgb nes mod because part of it is i have i have respect for the nintendo but i have no nostalgia for it i just i don't so i know the hardware is expensive and even if i do it all the the install is difficult um it's more proficient than you know some other stuff there but just when it comes down to it like i don't have enough love personally for the system to go through all of that so you better damn well recognize when i want to play nintendo games i'm hooking up my mister and i'm gonna play them through there and i have done that before because i would rather even though i have the console i have the games i'm proficient at doing the mod i would rather just do it on the mister yeah it's so much easier and well i mean if you already have a mister it saves you money misters aren't misters aren't cheap either but uh no no but i Um, mean you get so much value out of a mister being able to play so many systems dude i I know there's a saturn core that's been in the works uh the playstation core like i have more than enough things i can play playstation (laughs) games on but i told you near at the top of this podcast playstation is like my happy little retro zone right there you better believe i was so happy when i could play playstation one games on this thing (laughs) and am i doing something sacrilegious playing them with the nintendo switch pro controller absolutely but you know what it works and it's fine and the pro controller is pretty damn comfy so i've been using that for like all my gaming on the mister and that's a part of it as well too you can use pretty much any controller on it yeah and you can like load homebrew and shit because otherwise you'd i mean you'd have to install an ode which those are you know whatever amount of money um the one i got was like 100 bucks or something but um, uh like which one was that I got the PSIO. I was an early adopter and it Same pains here. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, that custom firmware needs to come out. And so so I think, are you like me then where you're just like, okay, you know, I already paid for one and I installed it and like, I don't want to do another one of these. Like, I don't want to yeah. get an X station. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, there's, I think there's supposed to be a new ODE coming out, which yes. is a, 
which is just plug and play which the the m station i am yeah. eyeing that yeah yeah that maybe i'll get that just because you don't have to do a whole install for it but but mm-hmm. yeah i mean i haven't run into too many issues with the psio um the only issue that i've really run into is that like sometimes it freezes when loading games and i have to just reboot the system and do it again but mm-hmm. um I, I mean, I have no idea if that's a normal experience, but with all the shady things that's gone on with PSIO, like company and everything, it's. I, I wish I would have waited for a, a different ODE instead of getting that one, but yeah. alas. <laughs> yeah, I, I can certainly agree with that. Um, I've, I'm waiting to see what's going to happen with the SIO. I'm probably going to keep my system because like the system is in great shape and I also like that it's pretty much fully loaded like it doesn't have onboard HDMI mind you but um, it has a mod chip installed it has the SIO it has the disk drive it's a 7501 this thing is in like pristine condition so it's Mm -hmm. one of those systems I just want to keep it because it is like super super complete but uh, no I'm I'm coming to terms I am more than likely going to pick up the M station uh, just because it's like well uh, one thing was, you know, the potential install was annoying me with the X station, but if the M station is just plug and play and it works on every single model, why not? I have enough PS1s. I certainly know I have at least one or two PS1s here that don't have very good working disk drive, so this is perfect. Yeah. Or you could just say screw it and wait for the Mr. Core and then <laughs> you play games that way. That works I mean, too. the Mr. Core is already out and I've done that, but here's the thing, oh, okay. man. It's, P- it's me and it's PS1. Which oh, I know I'm, gosh, I I I know it's odd, like you know, with my name, and also I do the uh, that Xbox thing a lot. But hey, I love the Xbox as well. But one one funny thing with that is like, because you, you know the Xbox 360 has had like several ODEs that have come out. Mm-hmm. It, it's now it's now been so long that now I have people saying, "Man, I really wish there was an ODE an ODE <laughs> for the Xbox 360." And I'm like, "Bro, we had so many of them." <laughs> We had the Wasabi, we had the X-Key, we had the X360 dock, we had at least one or two more. I know we had the X-ODE, which got canceled, so I can think of like four or five off the top of my head. Bro, we had them, we had (laughs) these things, what are you asking? Yeah, granted, the only one you can still find nowadays, I think, is the X-Key, like, floating around. I'm pretty sure there's a site that still sells them out there, but the other ones are... Seriously? I thought they were all just, like, used that you had to pick up. I mean, I bought one in 2019, and uh, I installed it because I was part of... 2019 was four years ago, though, man. (laughs) Fuck. pains me but uh yeah i I did it for um for the wiki i I did a a page on the x key so um i bought bought one installed it and all that but uh i i was like hunting for a wasabi or x360 doc aka boxy i think was was the original name like it renamed halfway through production or something okay but um i was never able to find one of those anymore like by that time so um but yeah the it's a shame that uh the the zode never came out the executor one because that, that one looks slick I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if someone makes one of those eventually especially with uh been hearing like kind of a buzz of uh, the x key being reverse engineered like yes um, yes yeah so they i guess somebody managed to decrypt the file system and and like uh decompile it so 
I'm um, not sure if it's fully been reversed, but I know it, it significantly has been. Yeah, um, I know with the XODE, because uh, I've I've made a whole love letter and video about it, but it was essentially one of those mm-hmm. things like. The problem was with Team Executor there is that they were really just dying on the hill of because this is quite literally what C Forever said. He said, um, an ex like an ODE is just an expensive way of getting banned. So <laughs> Team Executor died on that hill and they said, Nope, uh the safest way because we care about our users and make sure you buy our unlocked drives and you use our drive <laughs> flashing hardware and you buy um well, I mean, it was light on, but still. But you you can buy these light on drives through our you know certified retailers and all that and resellers. Yeah. Um, so I know it was a whole ploy to still sell hardware and all that. But they were saying no. If you if you care about Xbox Live, the safest way to do it is you get your DVD drive flashed with our hardware. You get uh, a stack of discs and you make your backups that way. Um, but no, when it when when it came down to it, I. I knew someone, he was a early adopter of the X key. He got it as soon as it came out. And mind you, this is anecdotal, um, but he played through the updates. He used all the different games on there. Mm. Um, I think he even retired his 360 for a while, got another one, installed a X key in that one, went back to playing, never ran into issues. And like, I can't think of, like, I really never ran into anyone who got banned with an X key. So the thing is, they just really... They kind of dug their heels in, and then by the time they were ready to come out of that, it was just, it was so, it was pretty much at the end of the 360's life cycle to the point where the XODE just didn't make any financial sense to release. Yeah, yeah, definitely interest wanes, I think, by the time they're like ready to actually release that XODE projects, but yeah, yeah, um, I mean, yeah, they're definitely definitely in it for the for the money and i guess they just didn't see the money there so um they they were a business so yeah. i understand yeah but i'm it's, just like you know if, if y'all just if y'all just embraced it and you said you could either use our dry flashing software or you can use ode that would have been better <laughs> yeah that's true but yeah, yeah that, i don't know i know they had like a lot of uh little things like that like i i had heard um when RG, RGH3 came out, apparently way back in the day, uh, Team Executor figured out that you could do it that way using the SMC to uh, to glitch your system. Basically, you know, not need a, a mod chip. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I guess it wasn't, they didn't have it perfect because like uh, it, it was until, you know, more recently they discovered a way to slow down the system more, more so yes. to make it more accurate and all that. Um, but Apparently they had figured it out back then and they're like, huh, we could either, you know, take this to the finish line and release a new mod or continue selling mod chips and making a bunch of money off of it. Uh, so that's RGH three yeah. could have came out years and years ago and never did. So, yeah. Yeah. And I've, I, so I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Like, here's the thing. I, I, if you're hearing that, I believe it. Um, but that's something I've theorized as well too. And I think I talked with Octal about it where I was like, do you think there's a chance like, this was discovered or something close like respectfully maybe this was not the like the not front first group people to discover it but maybe it was just kind of a thing that was kept private because either it couldn't be perfected or it was like well it's more lucrative to sell glitch chips as opposed to mm-hmm. doing something that doesn't require a chip yeah yeah i i think it's definitely yeah they just continued selling you know they wouldn't be able to sell a product if you have you know a free way of doing it so 
but... makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, unless they end up making, you know, hardware around it, which that's, I know that's what happened a lot with, you know, the DVD drive flashing where there was free methods of doing it. There was yeah. free software. Um, but if you use executors hardware, I mean, credit to them, it worked and it did make the job easier. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. I always thought that was a really cool thing with uh, Wasabi that it could actually extract the DVD keys itself for certain models, I guess. Yes. And yes. Uh, yeah, those. I thought that was pretty like f- forward thinking, like really user friendly. I, I, I was kind of mind blown with that. But. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Yeah, I I need to mess with uh, the ODEs one of these days. I've never actually messed with one for the 360, but I know I need to. Yeah, it was was pretty fun. I I sold mine off eventually because I just, I actually just bought it and did it for the wiki and then sold it uh, because I already had a JTAG, so I didn't need (laughs) it. That's fair. I don't play online with games, so. That's how a lot, I know that that's how a lot of people were, where they uh, even, I actually had a uh, X key donated to me. A shout out to Mr. Mm. Pete 1985. He donated it to me and he quite literally said, he's like, yeah, at the time uh, I installed it because I wanted to play my backups and uh, I couldn't solder. And then I learned how to solder and then I could do it well. <laughs> and then I did RGH and I don't need to load up the ISOs anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's, it's no wonder why that's there's not in demand anymore. The, exactly. Like, for the, yeah. a long period of time now, I guess they kind of are, but, but now there's like the weirdos that us, they're just like, Ooh, this is cool. I want to go back and like mess around with this, like just to mess with it. And that's it. Yeah. I definitely went on a kick of, uh, going into the obscure, uh, hacks and everything of, a uh, 360. Like whenever I was going through the wiki, I, when I made guides for like RGH and JTAG, I also did, you know, RJ tag and RJ top and uh, the King Kong exploit and all that mm-hmm. like went went way back and just That's because awesome. I wanted to learn how they worked and like you know what what the thought was at the time like kind of a historical look back but I figured hey might as well make a guide out of it too but that was a uh, that was a huge pain to do especially just all that. the the RGH stuff all the vari- variants and everything and then. Uh, I mean, I had to work with Josh Octal450, which shout out to him. Um, he, he helped me a lot with trying to understand like what all the differences. And then like a month later, there's like, you know, slim RGH 1.2 and RGH 3. And I'm like, come on, yeah, you jerk yeah. release. They're releasing all this awesome stuff. Ugh. Hey, um, amazing that he found PLL yes. on the slim. That's yeah. a beautiful thing. But yeah, there's like. <laughs> the other day i messaged him and uh i was like excited i'm like yo man look i ripped out this old rgh2 install and i put an rgh3 and he's like yeah rgh 1.2 is just crying in the corner right now <laughs> and i'm like i know i know but i don't want to glitch ship in there but it was it was a slim so yeah because it was because yeah. he, he's even told me he's like yeah you know that the issue is the rgh 1.2 is like it kind of got glazed over because it dropped yeah. on slim and then it was like within a month and a half rgh3 dropped and when you're yeah. talking to people it's like okay do i install a glitch chip or do i install two wires yeah and i mean most people if they see the options rgh 1.2 2 or 3 they'll just assume oh 3 is the latest go with that that's fair the latest and greatest so i mean yeah. but so i'd be I in think... the same boat of of not wanting to put a chip in not having to buy and wait for the chip and then solder it and all that so so i think what should have happened was uh so when when everyone was waiting on like Lil Wayne's The Carter 4, it was such a long wait that uh, 
Young Thug was trying to drop his album and he tried to call it Carter Five. And I <laughs> even though it was gonna come out before, and then I think they got slapped a bit, so he changed it to Barter Five. But I think that's what should have happened. So in hindsight now, they should have still released RGH three afterwards, but they should have released RGH one point two for Slims as like RGH five. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, that's, I'm only being like half serious there. But. <laughs> that's, I mean, I, it would make sense. I don't know. That's there's there's some truth to it. Yeah. But I mean, it makes more sense than like RGH 1.2 plus or like RJ tag plus that was out there. Yeah. And it was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Figuring there's, out there's what a that lot. meant. Yeah. It's it's one of those things that it like hinders a lot of people from getting into the Xbox 360. But like the weirdness of it is also kind of why I love it because I'm like, oh, this is fun. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely cool. It's like a lot of different people getting their hands on it and make releasing their own stuff. It's cool to see that. Absolutely, I'd rather have a million variations than just one. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Although then when you're trying to explain to like a casual person, like like explain to someone like which PSP custom firmware to use. <laughs> at least now there's like two or now there's three i I know arc has been getting some more developments but it's like oh there's there's a lot now (laughs) it's awesome that they're still like actually actively developing that stuff too dude i love it yeah that's that's my favorite thing like especially just like in the console mods discord seeing people develop stuff like um Freaking Zaxor releasing the uh, like Turbo Nanza recently for the, yeah. the Turbo Graphics. Uh, Bob just covered that on Retro RGB uh, recently, and uh, or sorry, Macho Nacho uh, Productions yeah. covered it. Um, it was announced also on Retro RGB, but um, but yeah, just mm-hmm. seeing like them work on like work on stuff and like run into issues live and stuff. It's it's, it's really cool to see mods for all these old consoles still being developed and everything like it seems like no consoles forgotten they just i love not they haven't been you know they haven't had their renaissance yet yep yep that's why actually like right before this somebody was asking it was on my like my latest 360 related video and uh they were asking at what point do you think this is all just going to be completely pointless? Because, um, yeah, and they said, you know, like me and myself, they're just like, you know, you've been making videos for a while. And it's like, I don't think I'm always going to make videos in it forever. But I was like, well, my answer was pretty much, it depends on how pessimistic you want to be. Because you could just go pessimistic and doomer and just say that anything related to video games is absolutely pointless and you're just wasting your time with it. Yeah. Um, realistically, though, I almost kind of feel like 360 stuff was looked at as pointless a few years ago when there was a lull and now it's mm-hmm. getting more of a resurgence and i think it will be utterly pointless maybe in a few decades when there's just like nobody who's really caring about it or like the community is so 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 small kind of like at this point like the atari 2600 aside from like a few things it is pretty much worthless not that many people are going to care about it or maybe even something like the 5200 where it's just something like that but it's going to take longer to get to that point it's going to have ups and downs and i think every system has that yeah i think i think a lot of people see it kind of as a uh like a checklist of doing all the mods for every console like like for instance the uh um 7800 just never had a flash cart or at least like yeah, one that's yeah. available and there's one coming out soon just because they saw there's like a hole <laughs> a hole there like nobody made one or you know there's not there's not any available so it's cool to see uh like those holes filled in so now that has a you know 
a flash card. But I, I can see that, like, you know, old consoles, like RGB modding all of them, some way to load games, some way to preserve your games. Um, there, there's definitely, like, a kind of checklist of things that, like, every console, hopefully every console will reach kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I I think it's it's all a resurgence. Like like for example, the Dreamcast super popular when it came out. Then I would say Dreamcast stuff was looked at as pointless for years and years and years, even though it had a very small community. And now in the past several years, you have a lot of people revisiting it, doing new mods to it, wanting to do mods to it, discovering it for the first time. So now it's getting more of a resurgence. But you know, in twenty thirty years, when those people don't care about it, it'll go back to being pointless. Yeah. But I guess we'll we'll all be playing on Misters by then. <laughs> Just oh, yeah. emulating all of it anyways. But yeah, it's gonna be sad when no one cares about crazy taxi. I don't think that'll ever happen, but yeah, we gotta make sure of that. That's true. But yeah. I don't know. It's I guess people just want to solve those puzzles and, and work them out kind of thing. Yeah. Like that, that's kinda of how I kinda of see some of the some of the development as a like a puzzle that needs to be solved kind of thing. Like, yeah. Like uh I'm kinda of trying to dip my toes into hardware development a little bit um uh do you remember the the recent saturn switcher Um, saturn switcher it was a little Uh, board that lets you use lets you use both your ode and like the disk drive instead of instead of sacrificing it or you know using one or the other yes yeah um like i i had that idea and was working on that and like made a PCB actually got it like manufactured or, you know, like prototypes sent and like soldered them up and like was in the testing phases when that came out. So just someone uh, else had that idea and beat you to market, which I I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not like a, you know, totally in a vacuum idea. Like obviously like everyone wishes they could use the ODE and the disc drive, um, you know, who has a physical collection, but, um, but I definitely want to like actually get some like hardware projects out there and like that people can use and everything. And I think I might do a Neo Geo uh, pause button. Um, That'd I have be cool. A, yeah, I have a put together like a Neo Geo. I don't know if you know Neo Geo stuff at all, but um, arcade cabinets, um, like the arcade yeah. boards in them, uh, you can consoleize them so you can use them at home. And yeah, um, that's I was actually working on a tutorial for that on console mods today, but. Uh, but uh, I guess there's there's just like a flip a switch you can flip that pauses the system. Mm-hmm. Like otherwise, there's no way to pause the whole system. So, working on a um, gonna make a, a mod board maybe maybe tomorrow um, that you can. That sounds awesome. You can like hit hit a button on your controller to to actually pause it. So um, that'd be pretty sweet. But I I love learning stuff like that and getting into it but i definitely see it as like a a puzzle or a challenge and i think a lot of other people um like zach's or um kind of see it that way as like a thing you want to do that doesn't exist um that sounds accurate nothing wrong with that yeah but yeah sweet well i mean it's how i say it's getting to the point where kind of uh should wind down and wrap up here uh there's a few things i typically ask you know guests at the end uh and one thing i wanted to ask you is you know we've been talking about games and game systems and all that what games are you currently playing um kind of always all over the place with it and got like a few going on at any given time but uh been playing uh dead island 2 which released recently uh, with one of my buddies a lot um because we we 
for some reason just play through all the zombie games that have co-op it's like <laughs> our thing we just always play through them so um let's see that uh like i said before Mega Man 2 since i got my uh, nes back been uh playing that and kind of working through some of the classics that i had missed back in the day like i mean obviously i played like all the marios and and uh you know some of the more popular games but I definitely missed some some big ones like Mega Man. so um playing those and oh i guess on ps1 um i wonder if you've played this uh mazerna falls i have it i've played a bit of it but man i realized if i need to play it i actually need to sit down with a uh guide and play through it but it's cool yeah that's it's that's a cool game uh do you get did you translate it uh yes i like i actually like bought the game and dumped Mm -hmm. it and then patched it and i was playing the patch version yes yeah 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 yeah, so I've been I've been playing through that. That's pretty cool. That's definitely like a game you actually have to have like a notebook and take notes and like write mm-hmm. down, you know, at this time be at this place and like you you won't it, I mean the the developers like originally said you won't beat it in one playthrough um mm-hmm. just because like you have to take notes and figure out stuff and I think you it's pretty just, sweet. You can't but, just sit back and play. You can't just chill and play yeah. that game. So that's yeah, why I was like yeah, I need no. to be in like the mode to play this. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of like if you ever played the original Dead Rising, like how you have to be on like a schedule and everything. Like, yeah, it's, I definitely realize like I don't know if they were even aware of this game, but like it's definitely like make, cut from the same cloth or something. Um, but I heard give it a, a, a lot of comparisons to Shinmu. Yeah, it's kind of like if you took shenmue and and put it in the world of twin peaks which i mean i've never i've only seen like a couple episodes of that show but definitely just like the small town mystery trying to Mm -hmm. solve someone got murdered vibe it's it's like i think it's beautiful too because it takes like place in like small town but like it's like snowing and just driving a car through it's super relaxing I, i i think it's an awesome game and i probably only halfway through it but doesn't it take place in washington um, not sure I where it takes place. Feel like it does. I'm not a hundred percent sure. It might be. Yeah. Uh-uh. It's yeah. It's it's very environmentally pleasing. <laughs> like that's awesome. Like, I just... Especially playing in the middle of winter if it's like snowing outside. Like I I I did that this winter. I've, I've been like kind of just going back to that game every once in a while, and like that was it's so cozy. It's like the coziest game I've ever played. But I, I think Shen, Shenmue is also cozy too, like in a similar way. So, see, I feel like I can't get cozy with those games because having the time limit, like Dead Rising, I had to like work with, but like having the time limit just kind of stresses me out. So, because I feel like I yeah. just I have to be doing something. So, but that's that's awesome. I do have that game, and there's been a lot of games like that that were like spoken in English but Japanese and locked in Japan that are now being translated, which is great. Yeah, yeah, and that's. That's one of the big reasons that I get like, you know, flashcards and everything is to play translated games. Cause like if somebody put through the effort to actually go out and translate it, well, one, hack it apart, the game, like reverse engineer it, and then two, translate it themselves. Like, you know that they love this game so much that it has to be, you know, a, at least a decent game. Like, <laughs> absolutely. I, I don't know. That's, I make it a point to try and play translated games. No, that's fair. I mean, that's a good way to like increase like your scope of games as well, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of games I wouldn't have otherwise played if they weren't 
translated, which is definitely a weird thing to like, <laughs> to say like that. But uh, but yeah, just just from the amount of uh, dedication someone's put in, it made me want to play it. I guess. I get it. Yeah, I I know some of the other games I've seen. I know Racing Lagoon got a patch pretty recently, also on PS One. Then Akon Kaguya. That was a uh, mm. another kind of similar game like that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. There's, it seems like there's just more and more of those kind of translation projects. That's mm-hmm. awesome to see. And it's awesome because it. people people come looking also to our site for how to actually hack your system to be able to play those games kind of thing. <laughs> that's like a very good games. That's a very good reason to like like have a modded system to play games like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or all those just bizarro homebrew games too. Like there's definitely a lot of junk but there's there's a lot of good stuff too mm-hmm. like you go Agreed. through a whole homebrew library <laughs> oh man uh so there's been so there's been that uh what was i gonna say like i was gonna share the ones i've been playing here mm-hmm. uh most recently i finished ring fit adventure for the third time uh Sweet. that is pretty much my dark souls because it is easily the hardest game i've ever played like you are just hurting and sweat like dude my i'm so happy i'm on break right now from it because I, I take a break on the weekends dude my legs are hurting from it so you're on new game plus of ring fit two or uh new game new, plus I, two i did new game i did new game i did new game plus i did new game plus plus now i'm back to new game i'm just right at the beginning and i'm just starting it all from the because that's how i work out mm-hmm that's cool. I've never played any of those games, but I'm, I mean, I'm sure it beats going to a gym. I haven't since COVID, so it's, it would be nice to do something like that. Honestly, that's exactly why I've been playing it, because um, I don't go to the gym. I cancel my gym membership, but I've just been doing Ring Fit for over three years now. It's sick. I I definitely will give that a try. Are those ring rings expensive to get nowadays? Or? No, man. You can. I mean, I've seen it used. Um, like I've seen like the game with the ring fit used for like forty dollars. Uh, but even if you get it brand new, it's eighty bucks. Oh, okay, that's not bad. And, yeah, and and of course, because like for me, I I mean, if you dedicate to it, I've been playing it. You know, Monday through Friday for the most part. Uh, aside from some breaks here and there, and uh, dude, I mean. I paid eighty dollars for it in twenty nineteen, and that was a one time thing. So way cheaper than any gym I've ever been to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, and yeah. you don't have to deal with the uh, other sweaty people all around you. That that too, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've been uh, I've been playing that. So now I'm just you know starting that again. And then the other big game I've really been playing through has been uh, Persona Five Royal on Switch, and I'm like. 61 hours into it right now and i am loving that game so much i've heard so many good things about persona 3 4 and 5 but knowing that it's like a massive time sink is the only thing that stops me from starting it the biggest thing i can say like bless that it is a game that you can play on a portable system like it's great but even like persona 5 it translates really well on the switch but it's the type of game you can't just play it you you can't just drop in for like two or five minutes or play it like Mm. you're playing it for a quick session of persona 5 you're playing for like 20 30 minutes just to like do something in there yeah 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 that's looks like an awesome game though i really want to try that eventually but <laughs> it's hard when reckon, there's so many other games fighting for attention i get it i mean to if it makes you feel any better i originally got persona 5 in like 2016 when it came out i want to say played it for no 2017 
played it for a bit, stopped after like the first dungeon. And uh, then I have now picked it up a couple more times, but I did not give it a valiant like effort again until this year. <laughs> mm, so gosh. I just, I, I just had to be in like the right mindset and like the right attitude to play it. And now I'm like, you know, felt like playing it. It's on switch. I've been wanting on switch ready to do it now and no regrets so far it's fantastic nice yeah i'd hope to someday but i mean i've, I've heard so much about it everybody wants me to play it i feel like they're everybody it's good, everybody man. i've heard mention it i've never heard bad things about it it's so. good i'm telling you <laughs> yeah but yeah man i i want to say here at the end of this thank you so much for coming on i really appreciate it uh, mm-hmm. You know, if people are wanting to figure out uh, more, I guess, more about you or like want to follow you or check out what you do, uh, where can people find you online? Uh, I'm in hiding. Don't find me. Okay. <laughs> but, no, but uh, for real, I don't care about people following me. But I mean, if you want to hang out, uh, join the console mods or PlayStation Dev Wiki Discord, um, especially if you want to uh, contribute to the site and help other people. I think it's a uh, kind of the best way to give back to the scenes. Um, if you've yeah. like, you know, followed other people's guides and everything, I, I think uh, just like giving good text guides or clear instructions for things, especially if they don't have clear instructions out there are, is a super great way to give back without actually being a developer. So um, that's totally yeah. fair. Yeah. I'll put your links down below in the description of this upload and everything. So people can awesome. check that out. Yeah, for for a last thing here, very last thing. Uh, typically, I do like to pick a keyword or a key phrase that people can use, and I'm gonna leave it to you because you're the guest. So, Durf, uh, what keyword or key phrase should people use? So, if we're going through the comments, we'll know they've made it to the end of this episode. Uh, let's say uh, kombucha. You know, I haven't had kombucha in a minute, but I like kombucha. Although, like, some of it's good, and some of it tastes like I'm drinking like something fizzy through an old gym sock. Oh no, it's some are awful. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, outside of the GTS brands, like, there's not that many good ones. But I actually make my own, um, which is a a whole nother story. But um... <laughs> literally home brewing. Yeah, literally homebrew. I, I can't get away from homebrew. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the type of homebrew I can get behind. <laughs> well cool so if uh if anybody commenting here on the upload over on uh rumble or odyssey or youtube uh, if you make it over to the video even if you're listening to the audio only version of it come over to the video and if you leave the word kombucha in your comment we'll know that you've uh, made it to the end of this episode anyways i, I do want to say here again derf it's been a blast having you on here these two hours have just like flown by it's felt like about like 20 minutes so thank you so much for coming on and sharing your time yeah no appreciate uh you letting me on here and uh you know giving my spiel and <laughs> all the good talks about the uh, old mods of old that i wonder if uh you know someday soon nobody will have no idea have any idea what we're talking about old usb mods and stuff but uh exactly i think it's uh definitely a blast looking back so appreciate you <laughs> having is. me yeah you know, hey no problem man Anyways, this is uh, Mr. Mario signing off. Thank you all for listening and watching, everyone. And until next month.